Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we try to unjumble an important and sometimes under-the-radar statewide story that affects you. Right now, there is quite a bit of uncertainty in the world about voting. We are expecting to have a ton of absentee voting this year for a lot of reasons, one being that our laws have gotten more friendly towards absentee voting, but also because of that little pandemic that's going on. And there are many concerns about how to ensure that those votes are counted. So we wanted to get some advice from someone who thinks a lot about these issues. Agogo Adavier is the Michigan State Director for All Voting is Local, an organization that works on issues of voter access and making sure that votes are counted. Agogo Adavier, welcome to Mishmash. Yeah, thanks, Jake, for having me. It's uh, good to be here with you. So if you had to give someone your two or three maybe biggest pieces of advice to make sure their vote counts in November, what would you tell someone? Well, I would tell people like, the number one thing that they need to do is to make a plan. Uh, there are a number of options that voters have uh, this election cycle to make their voices heard. Uh, if they want to vote by mail, August 20th is the first day you can request a, an absentee ballot for uh, the November election if you didn't already do so. If you want to vote by mail quickly and as efficiently as possible, uh, sign up for another uh, for an absentee ballot. If you decide that you don't want to vote by mail, you can, starting on September 24th, go into your clerk's office and vote early uh, by absentee ballot in person. And if you still don't want to do that, find your polling location uh, after September 5th online at michigan.gov vote and go and vote on election day in person. I think we have a, a system that allows people and should allow people to vote meaningfully either by mail or in person. So make a plan and then choose a plan. And we also want to acknowledge that right now this election is going to be quite different than many years before. There's a lot of uncertainty right now surrounding absentee and mail-in voting, given the situation with the Postal Service. So what do voters need to know about that? Yeah, the the Postal Service uh, issues are obviously well-documented and very concerning. Um, I, I think it highlights one of the quirks that we have here in Michigan. Right now, under current law, you have to return your absentee ballot to the clerk's office by 8 p.m. on election day. Uh, That is critical. There's no leeway on that. So voters should get their absentee ballots early and return them either early by mail or preferably by a Dropbox. And they can find their Dropboxes by contacting their clerk. And if they don't know who their clerk is, they can go to michigan.gov slash vote to find out who their clerk is. But on a bigger scale, um, they really there's a bill in front of the state house right now that would expand uh, that time frame and say that anyone whose ballot was postmarked by election day vote counts if those ballots are received within two to three days after the election. So we want to make sure that voters know about what the current law is and and get it in as soon as possible just to account for any delays. So what do you think that maybe we could do policy-wise here in Michigan to change some of these things? I mean, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson is already saying that she'd like changes uh, to the way that we count these ballots, about the way that clerks are able to prepare, maybe even start the process of counting before Election Day. Where are you on those issues? Uh, For one thing, um, when it comes to 
what we should be doing as a state, but also the chances that we could get those changes in place before November. Yeah, well, I, I definitely think and agree with uh, our Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson, that there need to be some legislative changes. You know, as I said, we need to pass a bill that allows uh, ballots to count if they're postmarked by election day. There's also another bill, as you know, the Secretary of State alluded to, and you did, uh, about beginning the processing of absentee ballots before election day. And that is simply to allow clerks to open up the envelope. So currently, under current law, all you can do as a clerk is to verify the signature on the ballot to know that it, that ballot can count. But what this would allow is that up to 24 hours ahead of time, clerks would be able to open the envelope, verify that the ballot is correct, uh, and just simply set that ballot still in the secrecy sleeve aside to be counted the next day. So it's a very small change, but it gives clerks a lot more time to get things done, and that should pass. Uh, and we also need to have, and, and most clerks are good about this, but it's not the law that clerks should be forced, should be required to contact voters if the signature on their absentee ballot or absentee ballot application doesn't match the one on file so that they can know and they can correct any deficiencies with their application or ballot. When we're thinking about this upcoming election and the prevalence the likely prevalence of absentee ballots, um, you know, it's we're, we're not going to necessarily get the results on election night. Uh, are there concerns about that, about having the the decision maybe get hand, you know, get announced hours or days after uh, all of the polling places close? Yeah, I, I think that we are all used to except with the, the notable exception of election 2000, now 20 years ago, which seems like a lifetime ago, of getting uh, the results for election either that night or early the next morning. Uh, and I think people just have to understand that given the uncertainty and all the challenges that we're facing at this time, that it's gonna take longer, but they should not be uh, frightened uh, by that possibility because all of these ballots have to be secure. It's a, it's a felony if you tamper with ballots uh, or the election process. And year after year, it's been proven that this is a secure and stable process. So the volume of these ballots that we have to count uh, that are absentee, that are mail-in ballots, is going to increase uh, exponentially, but this is not something that people should fear, uh, that this is something that's safe and secure. So it, it may take more time, but we'll get those results and those results will be accurate. So we've talked a lot about how this year is unique when it comes to voter access and casting ballots. Talk about some of the ways that it's not unique. In other words, what are some of the concerns that we always have about making sure people have access to ballots and making sure that all votes are counted? Well, I think, you know, we have a couple of concerns that are just always repeated. Um, long lines, machine breakdowns, poll workers, um, which is, you know, more of a concern this year than every, any other, but it's always a concern because most people just don't know how to sign up to be a poll worker. It's kind of this thing that we think only retirees do, um, but that's just not the case. So 
that's a constant challenge. Uh, and, and long lines are a challenge because people don't always know exactly where they're supposed to vote. They may be confused about what they need to get signed in to their polling location. Poll workers necessarily don't always necessarily have the best training and machines break down. Um, and we, you know, of course, have had, I think this election cycle is the first where there are updated machines. So that should be, uh, hopefully alleviate that concern, but it's something that occurs. But these are all preventable issues and that clerks really should be on top of uh, before November to make sure that um, these are not issues that we face this, this cycle. So you had brought up uh, poll workers, and we're in sort of this unique situation right now where the sort of largest demographic that our poll workers, you know, those retirees, um, older people, they are also the at-risk population for this pandemic that's going on. Uh, talk to us more about poll workers specifically and and maybe some of the concerns uh, surrounding them right now. Yeah, poll workers are the bread and butter of the election process. Uh, we really uh, have to have them not only to make sure that uh, polling locations on election day are functioning well, but also that we have enough people to count the absentee ballots in a uh, efficient uh, and steady manner. Uh, so people uh, can go to michigan.gov slash democracy MVP and sign up there uh, to be a poll worker. And you have to be a minimum of 16 years old uh, to be a poll worker, and you usually get paid around uh, $250 for a day of work. And that day of work, you know, can be long, but it's very beneficial. I've talked to a number of people who've done it, and they train you, and we're working with our partners uh, in our coalition space to make sure that that training and those uh pieces of information that folks need to be successful on election day uh, is easily digestible. Um, but people, if they, if they want to serve, if their people are really concerned and have the, the bandwidth, uh, the number one thing they should be doing this cycle to help is signing up to be a poll worker at michigan.gov slash democracy MVP. You know, I think I saw a headline not too long ago, and it was something along the lines of millennials and Gen Z are saving our democracy or something like that. And it, it had to do with poll workers and even people who aren't quite old enough to vote signing up to participate in the election. I'm curious if you're also picking up on some of that energy from younger people to really step up and try to play that role in this election. Yeah, no, I, I think that... This year, despite all the challenges that we're all experiencing, I definitely think we need to feel encouraged, excited, and confident um, because there is a lot of energy and there are a lot of people who are getting involved and it's especially uh, millennials and Generation Z folks because um, I think we understand that this election cycle uh, is going to affect our future. And you definitely see that in just in terms of the people that contact us or uh, that we encounter as we're doing this work, they, they skew younger and they are just uh, really excited. And it, I, I think we can do a lot of things, um, not only you know, signing up to be poll workers, but also just calling our, our local clerks, our state senators, our state reps, 
uh, our U.S. senators, and just making sure that uh, we're acquainted with the ways to uh, get things done. Uh, the one thing I would add on another slightly different topic, right now there are about 700 drop boxes across the state of Michigan. Uh, and that's a pretty good number compared to other states, but there are some communities in Michigan that need to, to, to up up their game on that subject. Um, right now we have uh, the, the standard is that there should be at least one drop box for every 15 to 20,000 voters. Uh, and that standard is set by the Michigan Election Assistance Commission. Uh, and that just ensures that there's a drop box in every um, section of our communities and that people can use that uh, to return their ballots in a speedy and safe and sufficient way and ensure that their, their voices are heard. What else do you think we should ask you? Well, I would, I would add two more things. Um, clerks need to do a, a better job of making sure that they're communicating with voters. Uh, and then, you know, given the pandemic, we should be doing everything to make sure that people aren't having to decide between their health and their fundamental right to vote. Okay, a go-go, a Davie, all voting is local state of Michigan director. Thank you so much for joining us here on Mishmash. Yeah, it's my pleasure. That's all for Mishmash. I'm Shana Roth. And I'm Jake Neer. Thanks for listening.